JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. For the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Last night, as I mentioned, a win for the Pacers on the road in Detroit. 23 points and eight rebounds for number 33, Miles Turner, who joins us now. Miles, thank you for the time. How you doing? Doing good, man. Got a nice little off day here in uh, Milwaukee. So, uh, you know, I'm in the hotel with it. <laughs> you guys, how uh, much needed is an off day for this group after what you guys have gone through in the past week? Yeah, man. I mean, the physical thing is one thing, but I think the emotional and the mental aspect of things is a thing that people underestimate. You know, we traveled. We were in Vegas for, you know, almost a week. And, you know, we have a another week and a half road trip coming up here with a couple of back-to-backs. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's tough on the body, man, but, you know, we love it. And, um, you know, we're going to trade anything else in the world right now. It's a Miles Turner who joins us. A little bit about th- that emotional and that physical part away from the court because you guys are on the move. You guys have all these media responsibilities like it really is a postseason. How much did you learn from that and how taxing, how tiring was that just off the floor in general for you this past week? Um, you know, I think if anything, it was good to get that, you know, playoff-like experience. I think the league did a good job with this in-season tournament and just trying to simulate and replicate, We you know, what the playoff field was and bring excitement to the games with, you know, the different jerseys and courts and whatnot. But, no, it's definitely taxing, man, to say the least. I mean, just uh, to be one of the fortunate teams to be able to go out west and, uh, you know, represent our teams out there, it was a great thing. But um, it definitely tiring just have to, with all the travel and whatnot, being in so many different cities and certain amount of days but you know like I said but we're not complaining you know we're we're loving exposure we're loving how much is bringing us together as a team and um you know it's still still all the fun I talked to uh, Aaron on Friday and he had mentioned how different it was for you guys you go from Cambridge Fieldhouse in Boston a week ago Monday and then you kind of go to a a a really kind of look like and sounded like a bubble type of situation for that semifinal against the Bucks this past Thursday. How different was that? How quickly or how much time did it take for you to acclimate to going from the Gamebridge Fieldhouse crowd that you had on your side to really not a lot of noise in general whatsoever? Um, you know, we, we definitely had to acclimate quickly. I think the biggest thing is you're still playing some top-tier you know, teams, especially in the Eastern Conference. And, um, you know, even like, even like last night, it could have been very easy for us to kind of be like a trap game or a letdown game. But, you know, your mental focus had to be so sharp just because of, you know, what was at stake. You know, we're still very early in the season. Um, you know, we're still only 20-something games in right now. So um, the season's young. We still have a lot more to go. So you can't, um, you know, come in this time of the year and, try, and you know, drop those games. 
Is uh, Miles Turner with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline? I, I mentioned there was and there has been a lot of growth, and certainly I thought that in that entire tournament, and especially the last week, was fantastic for you, you know, the organization, you and your teammates. But how big was last night too? Because that showed a level of professionalism that you also has to have. I mean, you go from Vegas to Detroit. They lost 19 straight. You mentioned a trap game type of situation. How important was it to go in there and make sure? you don't get caught up in that trap and you know be as professional as possible which is exactly what it takes to get to the level in which you guys want to be um you you repeat that jamie it's not my bad no yeah no it it was uh, to me that was a professional performance last night because normally Mm -hmm. you mentioned the trap game circumstances it'd be easy to get caught up in that and it it, it takes a level of certainly a higher level of play on the floor, but you also have to raise your level of professionalism. I thought last night was a professional win by you guys. Absolutely. And that's exactly how I have to look at it. You know, we got, we came in and we did our jobs. Um, I think that you get to either look at a team like Detroit and say, okay, they've won, they've lost 19 games in a row. So it might be easy win, but you know, I've been in this league long enough to know that that's never the case. You know, still a hungry team, still an NBA team that's looking at all, at all the success that we've had over the past couple of weeks and, you know, once a little bit of what we have. So they're always going to come at you with as hard as they can and uh, with what they got. So you know, they played us tough, you know, so about that fourth quarter when we were finally able to break away. But, you know, there were times last night where, you know, it just it, we, we we had to break out of that little, like, West Coast feel. You know, we're still up at 3 a.m. because our bodies are on West Coast time and, you know, still trying to get adjusted. But, like I said, you can try to make all the excuses in the world. You just have to go, go out there and do your job. Yeah, it's uh, Miles Turner with us, too. And, I also talked about the Lakers. I thought the Lakers played about as professional as you can because they go through this stuff like all the time, all the spotlight, all the notoriety, all the conversation, all the mentions, and they went out there and went straight at you from the opening tip. Is there anything you guys can learn even in that loss to the Lakers, anything you take away from that game? Um, well, if anything, it's just the experience levels they have in that team. And uh, they came out on a mission. You know, I think um, – you know, they came out very aggressive from the jump, but even with everything they did, it was still a single-digit game, you know, most of that game. We didn't shoot the ball well. We didn't play our best brand of basketball. We didn't even get out of run like we wanted to, and it was still, um, you know, close pretty much the entire time. So it was very encouraging, you know, for us to go in there. You know, there's no moral victories in a, you know, in a championship game like that. We're not trying to say, you know, there's no, there's no participation trophy, but if anything, it was a morale boost to, you know, our team just because of, you know, how – you know, how tough we fought with them the entire game, knowing that we didn't even play our best basketball. You know, Miles, naturally you're going to be frustrated, but you look like you're carrying a heavy weight of frustration when you fouled out of that game. What was all going through your mind at that point in time when you walked back to the bench? Did you have to go someplace and compose yourself for a minute after that? Yeah, that's all that was. I kind of just went to the tunnel and just kind of had to, you know, take a couple deep breaths, man. I I think for me personally, it felt like a, a personal failure, like, you know, just being one of the guys that had been on that stage, you know, before and, um, you know, having the performance that I did, you know, it was tough to play that entire, the entirety of that game pretty much in foul trouble. And I think that uh, I saw the stats of the game. That was the most foul calls in the game since like the 1940s. So it was like 58 foul calls, you know, on both ways. So um, being on the, uh, the receiving end of that was definitely very tough, not being able to show up for my team, you know, the way they needed me to. And, um, you know, I always take a heavy weight, you know, I'm one of the, the main guys on this team, one of the leaders on this team. So whenever, my performance, you know, isn't up to par. You know, usually, you know, the team doesn't, you know, we, we don't win the games that I think we should win. And that was definitely the case, you know, then. So 
Um, you know, I didn't, it definitely weighed heavy on me, you know, I just, but, you know, you had to move on because we had a game literally in, the, in two days. So um, that's a good thing. And the beauty of the league is that you can have a bad game to bounce back, you know, like we did last night. So uh, we know we'll definitely be back. You know, we know that um, we're still preparing for the end of the season, you know, getting to the playoffs and you know, we see the Lakers two more times. So, um, you know, you can't you can't hang your head for too long. Um, emotionally speaking, and you know, talking about your composure after that game, after you fouled out, w- would you have handled that differently three, four years ago? Are, are you different now as far as your growth and your maturation than you were three or four years ago and how you would have handled that situation? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it, it would have been a, a few a few years ago, it probably one of those things where there's no talking to me. Like, there's nothing you could have told me. There's no pats on the backs or whatnot, like, whatsoever. I just would have been in a – you know, dark place for a couple of days, but, you know, I, I took it on the chin, you know, I took, you know, I, you know, I and mean, you hear all the comments, you, you see, you know, people turn on you, but at the same time, like, it's not really, uh, I'm not really in the business of that. You know, I think that, you know, when you're at that stage and you've been at that stage before, you kind of know uh, what to expect for the next time. And, you know, that's what I'm here for. You know, I'm, I'm excited for the get back, you know, it's very easy just to, lay down and quit but that's never really been a part of who I am or you know my makeup so uh yeah no like I said I'm excited for the next opportunity if anything you know I think I've definitely matured you know in a much better spot and um you know I'm trying to the maturation level and um you know uh, supersede that and just show it to the rest of the team yes Miles Turner with us have your expectations now grown from this past week and I know you had expectations high level ones anyway but have they grown from what you have seen with you and your teammates be able to do Boston Milwaukee being in that final has it grown in the last week as well um I'm not sure if grown is the word for it I, I obviously had high expectations you know heading into the season itself um I think that you know we're capable of beating you know some of these top teams just because of our style of play and you know our confidence level so you know, I definitely still expect us to compete at a very high level, but, you know, I wasn't really surprised by our wins as much as everybody else, you know, outside of Indiana was surprised, you know, maybe even a few people in Indiana. I think those are, uh, we're very capable of competing at a high level in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, my, my expectations are the same as the were before the season started. That's just to, you know, get into this postseason one and it's who makes the noise in the postseason while we're there. What do you like with the mix personnel-wise of this team? Just a couple, two or three things that you really like. I mean, obviously Tyrese is the top of that list, but what else do you like about the mix of this team right now? We're just very well-rounded. We have a lot of depth. Um, we have guys that um, I think that, you know, came from different teams and didn't get the role that they needed to deserve, and they were to come here and just carve out a role for themselves, carve out a niche, and um uh, we're all we're clicking on all cylinders right now. Now the the thing about us is how you handle success. I mean, it's easy to have that early early season success, but how you how do you maintain that throughout an entire season? That's where the maturation level maturation level of this team has to grow. Is is that um you know it's easy just to get up to the the games where you play the Boston's, Milwaukee's, and when you play like the lower tier teams, you know how do you handle business? You know, kind of like we like we did last night. You, know, you have to be able to do that night in and night out. So. Um, you know, just going back to your question, just the death of our team is something I definitely love. I love the fact that, you know, uh, how resilient we are, you know, just how fast we play, like, the entire game and, um, you know, how we're starting to kind of just get better in, in, in little categories, like like our defensive, you know, side of things, you know, game by game. Yeah, we saw you guys certainly get better defensively against elite-level players. I mean, you saw Boston, you saw Milwaukee. What are some of the things you need to sustain defensively, both you and your teammates, to get to that higher level and get to a point or in a place where you want to be defensively as we move along in the season? 
Oh, just consistency. You know, we I think we go in spurts um, of certain games where we play some good defense. So it's putting that together for four quarters. You know, we know not going to you're not going to hold a team scoreless. But you know, just trying to. I think the goal of the NBA team is to hold a team under 25 points, you know, a quarter or even 30 points a quarter, you know, just with how many points guys are scoring nowadays. But um, just that improvement, you know, and not going back to bad habits or resorting back to old habits or whatnot. I think just uh, our effort of one thing is just uh, it's just been starting to improve. Is this the uh, the most fun you're having in any season so far with this group and this team, the way that it looks right now compared to the past? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, I was in a similar situation, maybe like uh, Oladipo's first year, yeah. where you know we weren't expected to do too much, and we banded together, and obviously, you know, had a had a decent playoff, uh, you know, experience that first round. But you know, it's starting to have the same um, the same likings of that of, of that group. You know, we're young, you know, we're more fast, we're exuberant, we're playing at a high level. Um, you know, now it's just a matter of you know putting together games and uh, continue to do it at a consistent level. You know. God willing, everybody stays healthy, and um, you know we, we we keep our nose to the grindstone. Some very special things, you know, because they will happen this season. What do we do besides talk to me on your day off, which I'm sure that Chrissy had to force you into doing right now, and I appreciate that, but uh, probably not on your itinerary. What do you, what are you doing on your day off in preparation for tomorrow night in Milwaukee? Um, you know, typically on a day off, I like to get outside. You know, just walk around, and maybe just even if I just walk a block around the hotel to get some sun, to chill a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, I can't really do my Legos on the road. It's kind of hard to transport them without breaking or anything. So that's a, that's more of like a home, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I catch up on some shows and just kick it. I mean, today it's going to be very – it's a very slim chance to leave the hotel. I mean, I'm actually pretty pretty tired. So I'll just be in the room just chilling, just uh, catching up with the family and just uh, you know, staying off my feet. When uh, you were asked about the whole Lego thing last week, you had mentioned, uh, yeah, I think the key word here was build and not play, right? You, you build, yeah. but you don't play when you were asked that, right? Absolutely, yeah. Such a negative connotation when it comes to uh, the Lego at that time because, you know, I'm still, still a grown-ass man at the end of the day and, you know, playing with toys. That's kind of how people would view it in a sense. But um, I have a whole vision for what I do with, like, all of my Legos and whatnot. It takes a lot of time and effort and patience to sit there and build you know, thousands of pieces of Legos and then have it all coming together and be one big picture. And, you know, um, uh, all most of my Lego sets are back home in Austin. And, you know, I, I work on a bunch from here in Indy throughout the season and ship them back there and I put them all together in one, you know. Um, but that's been like a 10-year process at that. And, you know, there's a certain only there's a, there's only a certain group of people can actually appreciate what I do and the others will see it, you know, in a different light. But, you know, I just don't really – I kind of tuned up the noise, you know, a long time ago. I've got the uh, the Seinfeld set still in the box right now, ready to be nice. built right now. So I I, nice. I don't have the attention to detail. I've always assumed this with this, and then you know you can go older school miles with with models and things like that. It, it would have to me take a great deal of of attention to detail to do this and want to continue to do this. Is that what you you have that attention to detail that's necessary? Yeah, absolutely, bro. I, I really, if if one piece is off, like I think I have OCD, like it, it, it'll just really, it'll really mess me up in a sense. Like I have to make sure that uh, everything is right where it needs to be, everything's in the right place, and um, you know, uh, not everybody like does that, but it's, for me personally, it would drive me insane if I couldn't. <laughs> is that your number one hobby? 
Yeah, I would say so. Um, as, far, as far as what I spend the most time on, you know, I mean, in the off season, I really enjoy traveling. You know, I really enjoy just like getting out of different countries and whatnot, seeing different walks of life. I mean, I'm still doing the yoga as well, but you know, as far as just time spent, you know, it's definitely in the in the Legos. All right, uh, Miles Turner with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Pacers have an off day, and they get the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm assuming the Bucks probably will uh, be a little motivated tomorrow night. Is that your assumption too? Yeah, they probably got a bad taste in their mouth. You know, that's just a, a grand stage. Um, you know, you know, not not getting into the dub against us probably definitely uh, makes them feel away. But at the same time, it's an NBA game, and um, I mean, if you can't get up to play, you know, an Eastern Conference opponent, especially at the top, then uh, you know something's wrong. But I think that uh, we have a great game plan. You know, going into it. Now it's about executing that game plan. Hey, hey Miles, one final thing too regarding the Bucks tomorrow night. What's, what's the big difference between Lillard and, and Holiday, for example, with them? You've seen them twice already. I think one game without Lillard, and obviously last week with Lillard. What's the big difference between the two? You know, running the team, being a part of the team in the backcourt. Um. Well, when they had Drew, I mean, I think they definitely mixed things up a lot more defensively because he was so versatile and he can guard a five man. He can guard one through five basically. So. Um, they were able to, you know, have a little bit of a defensive package. I think with Dame now, uh, mixed up their offensive package because, you know, you can't spend too much time, you know, just on Giannis because you have a person who can go off for, you know, 40, 50 points at any given night. So um, the attention to the detail has to be a lot sharper. You know, you got to um, pick and roll coverages. You know, you got to mix things up as well. It's harder just to guard them one-on-one. So um, they're a more dynamic, you know, offensive team, I would say. But um, when they had Drew, they were a more dynamic defensive team. So, it was just a, I mean, it just it was kind of a, it depends on what you like more. Some teams, some guys like offense, some guys like defense. And um, I think they both, you know, between Drew and Dane, they both have their talents. But, you know, I think it's glaring, you know, what they both bring. Yeah, no doubt. Miles Turner with us, 23-8 and eight last night in the Pacers win over the Pistons. They get Milwaukee. You can hear it right here. That is coming up tomorrow night. Miles Turner on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hey, thank Chrissy for me for putting you on here today. I appreciate that. And uh, when you get back in town, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Miles. All right, I'll take you. It's a Miles Turner on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline.